In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who comes to us and blows away all of our expectations. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Greetings, O favored ones. Imagine what it would be like if the angel of the Lord, the angel Gabriel, appeared to us today and said, All right, PJ, sit down. Um, I've I've got a message for everybody else. Um, And here's my message. Greetings, O favored ones of University Lutheran. It's good to see you this Sunday morning. Uh, I have some big news for you. And that big news is that you are each going to be birthing a miracle. And probably a lot of the guys would be, you mean that figuratively, right? And, and some other people would, would say, that has to be figurative. And, and the angel Gabriel would say, no, no, uh, it, it's going to be for real. Um, uh, it might be a little bit awkward. I, I suggest investing in some baggy clothes. Um, and, uh, and, and from this point on, uh, all people are going to call you blessed uh, because you were here in, in University Lutheran and um, uh, you're a part of this community and you get to birth God, uh, God's special miracle for the world. Well, it might be a little bit hard for us to swallow. And we might even wonder... What does that even mean? Well, Mary must have been wondering the same thing. As the angel Gabriel came to her and said to her, In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, descendant of David. And the angel came to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be, as you would probably be. And wondering what exactly this angel was talking about, saying that you were going to birth this miracle of God. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Well, okay. I don't have to be afraid. It's just going to be awkward. You will be with child and give birth to a son. And you are to name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, Since I am a virgin, or a man, or before childbearing age, or after childbearing age, how is this going to happen? It's going to have to involve some sort of miracle here. And so the angel talks about it. He says, okay, this is how the miracle is going to work out. Here is what is going to happen. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, and 
So you will be holy, so the Holy One to be born to you will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her own age. And she who is said to be barren is in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. And so it's sort of like if the angel Gabriel were talking to us, that the angel Gabriel would then say to us, here's how it's going to work. The Holy Spirit is going to come to you. You don't have to do this. You are actually going to be passive in this whole thing. But the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you and overshadow you, and that Holy Spirit then is going to birth the miracle of the Son of God. And don't worry, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, that is impossible. There's no way God is going to do that to me. No way God can. But, you know, your relative Elizabeth, well, she's pretty old. Guess what? She's in her sixth month. Keep that in mind because you're going to go and visit her later. And so you go, okay, alright, so that's how it happened to Mary. How does this happen to me? Well, it kind of gets to that question of when are you due? And why did God choose Mary in the first place? You see, whenever we think about who Mary is, we think about uh, this woman who is just ultra-super pious. And maybe she was, there's no reason not to believe that. In fact, there's some good evidence for that. But could have God chosen somebody else? Could have God chosen somebody who he just chose randomly? And said, okay, this is going to be the woman who bears my child. Or, this is going to be the man who bears my child. And this will be really, really interesting because everybody will recognize this one's a miracle. While we may have problems with the virgin birth out there, I don't think historically anybody could say, well, that didn't happen. You see... God could have chose anybody to bear His Son. And that's good news for you. In fact, that's the good news of your baptism. That God didn't need somebody who was going to be just super pious, and so He chose somebody who was super pious, so that you could be here at University Lutheran in in order to keep me straight. Well, he did need somebody who was super pious to be here at University Lutheran to keep me straight, but that's him. That's not you. In fact, most of you can't really claim that super pious. Some of you can't even claim medium pious. Some of you shouldn't even claim pious at all. Just leave the word alone. But God came to you in your baptism and chose you. And the power of the Holy Spirit in your baptism 
came upon you and overshadowed you. And in that moment, in a manner of speaking, you became pregnant with the Son of God. In that moment of your baptism, you had the Son of God implanted into your soul. Of course, the problem with pregnancy is really birth. I mean, I know a lot of people who love being pregnant, love the feeling, love the attention, love that they get to say, hey, I have all of these weird cravings, bring me pickles and peanut butter. But then you have to go through labor, which is something I will never go through, and I'm okay with that. But it's something that you're not quite ready for all of the time. It's something that you recognize is going to be painful, and even though it's worth it, you recognize it's going to hurt. And so some of us with our Christian lives, we just want to be pregnant forever. Because we don't want to birth the Son of God out to somebody else. We don't want our baptisms to make us pregnant. We want our baptisms to make us barren. Oh, I'm saved. I'm good. But God has put His Son in your life. Like He's put it in Mary's life. So that you can birth Him to others. And that doesn't mean that you have to go out there today and that you have to go and find somebody and you have to clobber them over the head and drag them through the doors of University Lutheran so that we can then baptize them here and we can make them pregnant and then get them out. It takes a while to be pregnant, doesn't it? Nine months. Nine months. It's what the average pregnancy takes. In nine months, do you think that you might be able to try to birth the joy and the love and the peace that you get from knowing your Savior, Jesus Christ, into the life of somebody else? Do you think that that gift is something that you are so excited about having inside of you right now that you would love to share it with somebody else and have it come out into this world? And some of us even have twins. The thing is that When you're pregnant, like Mary was, like many of you have been, you know that there's a joy in being pregnant. And you know that there is a joy in knowing that that living being is inside of you. 
Just like you know the joy of knowing that Jesus Christ is inside of you, working His Holy Spirit in your life right now, through the power of the Father. But you also know that there's another joy that you're going to see as that life is born out into the world. Don't minimize your joy. Don't try to be pregnant forever. In fact, you can get pregnant all over again every time you recognize His grace working in your life. Birth it out. Share that joy with others. It's great to be pregnant. When are you due? Amen.